You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number three, it's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. In about 20 minutes, we're going to play Impossible Flames Trivia. I'm going to get it this time. You're not. Okay. But I'm going to give away some hints. Oh, we're giving good. away a $50 gift card to VK Brew Company and some swag from them, too. Some drip? Yeah. Yeah, some drip that you can wear in your whip. Some merch? Anthony Stewart from the some NHL threads? on Sportsnet at 832. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. If you're cool. Um, Flames win 5-1 last night and an absolute must win. They stomped the Ducks. A uh, good, solid win last night for the Calgary Flames. Uh, the franchise, Eric Francis, was in Anaheim, and he joins us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. So what about that rain last night in Anaheim franchise? How do you guys know about that? Well, um, there's I have this, no idea what he's talking hey, about. Francis, there's this tool called the internet, and it gives news sometimes. And I saw like there was some sort of crazy rain, and I heard on the broadcast that the play-by-play voice uh, for the Ducks, his name uh, just slips me, the, play, the 21 years, the first time he ever brought an umbrella to the rink, which is insane. What? Yeah, in 21 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's bizarre that you know that. Yeah, I, yeah, it was uh, torrential. Like, it was – I'd never seen anything like it. And, uh, you, you know, I had to get out of an Uber. You know, like the other guys, Kelly, Rudy, Rick Ball, you know, the uh, Ryan Leslie, these guys just get out of their limo, right, and it delivers right to yeah, the door. Yeah, Totally. <laughs> Or they come in. Actually, they come in on the team bus, right? So they yeah. they're undercover. They don't. They don't care. They, it could be uh, tropical. They wouldn't know, right? Mm. It's in their little, you know, hermetically sealed bubble. Uh, and I, I got, I got to get out of the Uber. And the Uber's like, yeah, sorry, they don't let us get anywhere near the rink. The Uber drop off is across the street now. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> anyway, no, no umbrella on this guy. Uh, so uh, yeah, if you, if you, if you. If you watch the broadcast, I'm not sure how many people did. Uh, you could see that my uh, my jacket was soaked the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I asked because I thought, geez, did you tell that my jacket was absolutely soaked right through? But uh, anyway, that's, uh, that's what we're dealing with. To me, one of the craziest stats in sports that doesn't nearly get talked enough about, since 1962 uh, when the Dodgers moved to Dodger Stadium, Eric, they've only had 17 rainouts since. Since 1962. The Dodgers? Yep. You are throwing some stuff at me. I, that is blowing me away, buddy. You really do have the internet, eh? Yeah. Like, that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> 17 rainouts since 1962. That's 60 years. Well, yeah. Yeah. They, they, it, is, it is a topic. It was a topic around here last night, A, because it was just coming down so hard. and They have all these tents out front of the Honda Center, uh, and they are blown around all over the parking lot. And... Uh, um, but but also people were saying like it hardly ever rains here. So <clears throat> to your point, uh, it was pretty rare. But you know on my on my app because I'm like God, is this rain going to stop? It said flood warning here yet last night, wow. and I was asking some of the locals. I'm like flood warning, and they said, oh yeah, no, that's just where the wherever the wherever the mountains are. The, if you live near the bottom of a mountain, yeah, you're getting flooded for sure. And apparently one of their highways here, they're one of their main thoroughfares. He goes, oh, yeah, that floods all the time. Whenever it rains, it floods, so they shut the highway down. I'm like, what? <laughs> you can't shut the highway down in California of all places. But anyway, that's what they were dealing with. But, uh, you know, 
The Flames really rained on the Ducks last night. I like it. That was just awful. That's why you're a pro. My goodness. I was going to say something (laughs) along the lines of uh, Troy Stetcher really rang in uh, the the, the Ducks on both ends of the ice last night. Like we. We kind of we kind of joked about uh, yesterday, like how good he's been outside of his debut, but he's been rock solid. But man, last night franchise, he was a difference maker for 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 the Flames. And I know it's the Ducks, and I know it's the sixth defenseman on the Calgary Flames. But man, he's been good since he's come over here. Well, as I was saying on the broadcast last night, like you know, whenever you pick up a guy at the trade deadline who's a, a UFA, it, it is also a bit of an audition, right? Like, hey, maybe maybe if this works out and he fits in really well, then maybe we'd think about signing him in the off season. You know, you're not going to have to spend a lot of money on him, but you know, the same goes for Nick Ritchie and both those guys last night had pretty good games. And I, I think expectations are low for both of them, but uh, I would say he's fitting in really well. That like, and I'll tell you that Stutcher is a, like instantly one of my favorite guys uh, in that room. Like he is so personable, uh, so likable, and, um, and, and, but you're right as a player, you know, the big, the, the scouting report was he plays a lot bigger than he is. And I think we saw that when he got into that fight in Vegas mm-hmm. and, uh, he held his own, man. He did really, really well. He shredded that guy's Jersey and, uh, like I've never seen before. And, and then, and then the big goal last night, but I, I, I looked, that's, that's his first goal in 90 games. Yeah. So, uh, as, as he joked after the game, he was taking photos with his pocket and everything. Cause it was his first goal as a flame. <laughs> He was like, uh, yeah, I'm not exactly known for my offense, but, you know, every once in a while, I guess I'm going to be able to chip in and help out wherever I can. And uh, it was pretty timely last night. That was, a, that was a pretty big goal for him and the Flames last night when he scored it. Well, hey, now that he's with the Flames, they have the option of giving him that eighth year if they want to do that in the offseason as well. Um, I did want to ask you about Chris Tanev <laughs> and uh, what his loss to this team uh, might mean and, and, and just any idea as far as what he might be dealing with or a timeline here tough to say you know yeah. his upper body is all they're saying he was sitting up next to me in the press box and i could you know <laughs> you look you give him the, the, the quick what's over yeah. like you know how, how bad is it you know are you, do i a see sling a sling or a, yeah, yeah. A cast? is he limping i can't tell if he's limping <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on here so no it, it, it i couldn't give you any sort of timeline i mean obviously the task ahead of the flames is monumental and if you got to do it without your best defenseman or arguably your best defenseman um, it, it's even harder. Uh, so good on them for getting over the first hurdle without him in the lineup. And, you know, Stetcher was playing with Dennis Gilbert. There was one point when I kind of looked over at Brendan Parker, I said, like, look who's on the ice right now. So it was Walker Dewar, who I'm a big fan of. I think most people are. Uh, Lucic and Trevor Lewis up front. And it was Stetcher and Gilbert at the back end. And I'm like, wow. Um you know, and, and don't get me wrong, everyone's got to play a fourth line at some point and, and your third-pairing defenseman, but it's just I'm not sure what people would have predicted those five guys would be on the ice at any point in a season for the Calgary Flames. Eric Francis, the franchise from Sportsnet, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza in Sports Bar. Guest hotline, Big Show, Rusk and Rose, 960, the fan. Um, we saw the, uh, the, the Elliot quote. Uh, we heard the Elliot quote from the 32 Thoughts with the Kadri and Sutter thing. Kind of caught me off guard, too, in L.A. when you guys were interviewing Lanny and even Lanny saying, you know, Kadri and Sutter kind of got to work together in all of this. Uh, you're around the team all the time. You got your finger on the pulse of the Calgary Flames. Is that story a little overblown, or maybe there is a lot of friction right now between the players and the coach? <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is not just... <laughs> I don't want to get you in just... trouble. I'm just saying, like, no, a no. lot of this is coming out from other sources, and is it is it overblown, or maybe it is super accurate right now? I, I'm going to say this. Uh, I don't think these guys... I don't think there's an environment here that's that's a, a very positive one. Let's uh, let's say that for sure. Um, it, it, no one enjoys playing for Daryl Sutter. That's that's pretty, pretty well documented, or maybe it's not been, but it, it needs to be said. Okay, it's not a happy environment. Obviously, the frustrations have been added to because the team is on the brink of elimination. Um, so no one's going to be happy with that either. But I will say this, through, through, through all this, um, we'll say, friction, uh, this team has not quit. I have to say that, you know, because of Daryl Sutter's approach to coaching, um, it, I think it would be easy for some guys to quit. And, and, and Caudry's an interesting story because he has not been good lately. And... Uh, his limited ice time is warranted. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm a huge fan of Kadri as a person, as a player, but uh, he has not been good lately. And 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 I have to say that I, I don't, you know, him playing 12 and 13 minutes a night is is not completely, you know, unwarranted. So um, and also there's a guy who you know you just signed to a long, long term deal, and he probably felt he was immune to that sort of treatment, and and that's fair too. And I wouldn't expect him to like it, but I am very surprised and talking to people inside the organization and they are very surprised that, you know, if this is the case that he did kind of blow up over this thing, um, that, that he did because he's, he keeps to himself. He's a pretty quiet guy in the room. And the last thing I think anybody thought he would be, would be, I'm not going to call him a disruptor, but the, the, you know, if, if he did make a scene, in the room, as you know, Elliot's kind of reporting that then, then, you know, that would be quite surprising to a lot of people. And so, anyway, I'm trying to choose my words carefully, but Again, I'm not going to be. I don't. I don't think I'm sharing any state secrets when I say that. No, and I don't. I don't. I don't want to get you in trouble either. I just think it's fascinating that the two biggest off-season acquisitions have kind of used other outlets to criticize this coach. And I'm not sure. Yeah, obviously, uh, there's something to that. But also, Daryl, his resume speaks for itself. He won the Coach of the Year last year, Stanley Cup champion, too. I and just you, think it's you're very... referencing Alan Walsh and the Jonathan Hubert. Of course, thing as well, his right? agent, right? And I just think it's fascinating. The two biggest acquisitions are saying that maybe the coaching has something to do with their slow starts and their lack of production this season. And I just don't know how to read that as a Calgary Flames fan. That maybe oh, it's I not think... all Daryl. No, I think you. I, I think you're reading tea leaves quite well there. And uh, as a matter of fact, Alan Walsh was at the game in L.A. Uh, oh. the other night. He he lives in L.A. and which is not oh, no, that that yeah. you know don't read anything into that. I mean, whenever one of his bigger clients, and I would submit to you that Huberto would be one of the bigger clients yeah. given the deal he just signed. Yes, uh, you know he, he'll go and see his his clients down at the rink when they show up in L.A. And uh, he certainly did that. But yeah, no, you're. You're reading the tea leaves well. It's uh, there's. Stay tuned. I'll just leave it at that. Stay tuned because uh, this is a huge theme inside and around the team. It's just not something that's uh, being reported on very widely because I think it's a very delicate situation. 
and uh, it it shouldn't be, it, but it but it is. Is this going to turn into one of the bigger off season storylines with this team? <laughs> I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that. Okay, yeah. no, yeah. Right, yeah, fair enough. No, we get it. Like we, yeah, we we don't want you getting in trouble. Like we we love you. No, have, like hey, I, I get it. You can only say so much, and we understand that. But again, it's just it, it's wildly reported right now, and I know you know a lot more underneath, and you can't you know divulge all your all your sources and stuff. You know, and I totally understand that. I just think it's weird that the two biggest offseason acquisitions are coming out and kind of complaining about the coach, which I don't know if that's well, a, that's a good thing necessarily. That's all. Yeah, it's a it, it is an interesting situation. I mean, it, you know, I think about even my answers, and I'm being all guarded here. Like my job is to report on this team, and and uh, and, and and you know, but this is this is there'll be a there'll be a time when when this is going to be discussed a lot further. Right now, they're still chasing, uh, you know, they're still chasing a playoff spot, and forever, however long that lasts, I think that will be the focal point. But uh, it's it's not it's not shocking to me that now more and more is coming out about uh, about about the frustrations that are being felt. Um, Maddie and I had this conversation um, yesterday. I want to get your thoughts on it, and then we'll do what's irking Eric because we'll have some fun. But uh, this is this is the question I wanted to ask you specifically this week. Maddie and I talked about this yesterday, and we know that a lot of people on the text line or callers or just people of the team. We'll blame the head coach for what what's transpired so far this season. People are blaming the general manager on the trade, and maybe they should have tanked in the year where you have Connor uh, Connor Bedard at the end of the rainbow potentially to get him. I just wanted to ask you this: What is the mandate, Eric, of the Calgary Flames as an organization? Is it to be a Stanley Cup champion and to do whatever means necessary to accomplish that goal, or is it the mandate from ownership? just to be good enough to get into the Stanley Cup playoffs to make revenue. Because I think as fans in media, we get caught up too much in actually winning championships when sometimes it's good enough for ownership to get that sweet, sweet playoff gravy that they so much crave. Well, I, I think ownership, and when you talk about ownership, I think you're always talking about Murray Edwards uh, because he's calling most of the shots for these guys. And I think when you talk about ownership, uh, you talk about, you know, Murray says, well, he's never quoted. And, you know, I ran into him recently and uh, anyway, but he, 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 their stated mandate is to win a Stanley cup. Um, I'm just not sure that uh, obviously they haven't gone about it the right way. I, I think they have the best of intentions. And I do think that that's ultimately their goal. But to me, like I, I'll go back to a guy like Johnny Gaudreau. Okay, I'm I'm diverting here a little bit, but Johnny Gaudreau, I I think the the common belief, I think even even fans of his would understand that uh, there was a common belief around the NHL that you're never going to win a Stanley Cup. But like Johnny Gaudreau's never going to carry you to a Stanley Cup. He could be a part of a Stanley Cup winning team potentially, um, but he's never if he's your guy, if he's your go-to guy, then that's not that's going to not going to be good enough. But Johnny Gaudreau could certainly get into you, you into the playoffs most years mm-hmm. and sell a hell of a lot of jerseys and create a hell of a lot of excitement. And I think, you know, his absence this year has certainly brought that to light. Like this team is nowhere near as exciting as it was when Johnny Gaudreau was a member of it. You know, when he'd come over that blue line, you never knew what he was going to do. And something exciting was probably going to happen, you know, when he was playing at his best. Um, 
so uh, he's almost symbolic of you know where this team was at where as you know it could always it could probably get you to the playoffs most years but never really challenge uh, I mean I don't know where they are now but anyway that's kind of a long uh, roundabout way of saying I think they have the best of intentions and their stated goal is to win the, uh, build a championship team but I'm not sure that this organization knows how to do it uh, in someone will say, well, yeah, they did it in 89. Well, <laughs> how many years ago was that? How many yeah. times has the game changed since then? And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think, you know, one thing I'll say, you know, ownership never, ever w- was willing to spend the money on a coach, right? That was a big knock on them for a lot of years. Like they, they always tried to go on the cheap to get a coach. Well, now they're shelling out huge money for Daryl Sutter. Mm-hmm. So, maybe that's a sign that they are finally ready to, to, to be a little more serious and realize that that was a shortcoming for a lot of years. Uh, well, now that might not be the solution either. So I, I don't know. It's, it's a pretty tricky recipe to come up with a way to, to bake up a, a, a Stanley Cup. But, but mean, it's that, also... That's not easy. But it also isn't a secret, right? Since the st- implementation of the salary cap, you have to bottom out to get draft picks that can change your franchise around and have these guys under control on cheaper deals to eventually win the Stanley Cup. Look at all the teams that have done that. The Penguins, the Blackhawks, the Kings, uh, the Avalanche. Like Lightning. The, the list, the Lightning, the list goes on and on. It's, it's, it's how you have to build a winner. And the reason why I asked you that question is, yeah, I get the ownership, of course, is going to spin it that, yeah, it's our ultimate goal to win the Stanley Cup every year, as it should be. But... They were never willing just to like tear this thing up. The Leafs did it for God's sake, Eric. They actually yeah. realized a team that spent their way desperately trying to win a Stanley Cup and made boneheaded moves to get into the playoffs every year. They even just said, you know what? We have to really tank here to finally get these draft picks to get franchise-changing players for us ultimately win the Stanley Cup. That's the only reason why I'm asking you is that the the the, the ownership can say, hey, yeah, let's be, yeah, we want to win the Stanley Cup, but we can never be bad enough because we want butts in the seats and we want that playoff gate. That That's all I'm saying that. Would, would ownership let this team go completely in the tank for three or four years Tickets aren't sold at the Dome. The team's super bad. Team plays like the Ducks yesterday. Right, but you're still getting all these blockbuster players eventually down the road that you hope can hit and change your fortunes around. Well, we may find out as early as this summer. You know, I mean, I I, I think you're right. Ownership doesn't like the idea of, you know, rebuilding because that's certainly going to hurt ticket sales. I mean, they're not selling out right now. Yeah. Uh, And and this team was, you know, allegedly a – uh, you know, a contender going into this season. And and I don't think it's fair to, to, to just, I think it's a good question right now, given they're on the precipice of missing the playoffs and their general manager may very well not be with them again, moving forward. And, you know, that puts them at a major crossroads, after, you know, as soon as all that sort of stuff happens, if it happens, but uh, up until this point, you know, that that's hindsight's 2020, they went into this season as, as a, as one of the favorites in the West. Yeah. So, this wasn't the time to tear this thing down. And I challenge anyone who says that they should have done that at the beginning of this season or when Johnny Gaudreau left, because with the moves that the general manager made, they were widely applauded from coast to coast. And so no one could tell me that they should have retooled this year, but given the situation right now uh, in the room, given the situation on the ice, given the situation in the front office, I would submit to you that we are going to be at a major crossroads Mm. in a matter of weeks, matter of weeks. Um, I apologize for me grilling you like Geraldo today. I just want to throw that no, out no. there. You know what? 
these are great questions and they're legit questions. And, and, and I'm sorry that I have to feel like I have to tiptoe around some of them. There will be a time when I will be addressing these head on in print and, and on the radio. Uh, but I just don't feel like right now is the time okay. to get into all this. Uh, but, but I think I, I'm telling you a lot when I say to you that this, this franchise could be at a major crossroads in a matter of weeks. Okay. I think that's pretty legit. Um, you know what is legit? Uh, what's what's irking Eric uh, to wrap up our segment here after some serious Flames talk? Hit it, Alex. It's that time of the week. Time to find out what's irking Eric right now on the Big Show. We've covered the bathroom attendant for. <laughs> yep. But but in light of the fact that I was just in Vegas, and they have the you know. Nobody, nobody's thrilled with walking no. into a washroom and seeing the bathroom attendant. It's like, oh my god, how am yep. I going to dodge this? Or do I have a five dollar bill in my pocket or cash at all? Or how do I navigate through this? Anyway, there, there we were, and we're at a real nice restaurant. And every time, you know, going to the, we were there for three or four hours. So going there a couple times, and there's Francisco. He's got the name tag, and he's so he's he's such a lovely guy. Like you know. No, you just feel bad for him because I don't think he wants to be there. Nobody wants him no. to be there. Anyway, I dig into my pocket and I pull out. All I have is a $10 in cash. Oh. So I give it to him. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe But I'd been in there a couple times. And I'm like, oh, he was a nice guy. I think I used some of his cologne. Did you did, <laughs> did you did you get a spritz of CK1 on you there, franchise? I, 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 I'm pretty sure it was Dracar Noir, oh, but nice. a new bottle. Ooh. You know, something classy yeah not really so i i go in there and 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 he hands you the towels because you know of course we're all incapable of getting our own towels and <laughs> and he and he had the paper towels and anyway i walk out of there i'm like ah you know what i feel good i gave the guy 10 bucks and I, what the hell i um anyway i get over the table and the guy's like what happened to you and i look down and as I leaned up against the counter to just check if there was anything in my teeth, you know, like looking in the mirror, like the, the, the counter was soaking wet, I guess. And we've all done this at some point, either at home or so you lean forward. And so then there's water all over your crotch <laughs> yep. against the towel. And I'm like, Francisco, he sold you what out. Are you doing? Yeah. You're so, this is not supposed to happen this when I your, pay 10 bucks. It's your only job. It's your only job. You should have saved the paper towel to wipe the, the counter yep. and not hand it to me. Like, you got, I guess you got too busy. I don't know, but I was so mad at Francisco for the rest of that. I couldn't <laughs> go back in there. So, yeah, that that irked Eric for sure over the weekend in Vegas. Yeah, you, you need the bathroom guy to help you out sometimes. But at least you were smelling super sexy with the Dracar Noir. Oh, it smelled good. Like, yeah, hot, like mm, smelled pretty good. Did you have to, like, the and ladies must have just been throwing themselves at you yeah, in Las Vegas. Just Heisman everywhere. Noir. Yeah. Yeah. Tough been yeah. tough. And You're a merry I, guy. I figured for my 10 bucks, I really helped myself at the little buffet he's got behind him. Yep. And uh, grabbed a couple of little pieces of gum there. Yep. But they were the dentine ice. Oof. Like that, but the hot, like the fire one, I guess. Like, yep. and they weren't labeled. Like, you know, they were just a little, he's kind of separated them into singles. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a little too hot for my liking, too. So, anyway, Francisco and I are not, uh, not on speaking eye to eye right now moving forward. No, no. So, I'm be not, careful, a, people. not a fan of cinnamon um, gum. Franchise, um, no. terrific, terrific stuff today. Uh, I look forward to uh, what is in the near future 
uh, the Calgary Flames and what you have to say about it. Uh, great stuff today, pal. Um, safe trip back and uh, try to stay dry, or at least you tried to stay dry in California, but you didn't. <laughs> but there you go. 17 rainouts in Dodgers history. That's it. Well, there you go. I'm taking that with me today. That's a big, that's great fodder for when I get into the Uber to the LAX. There you today. go. Oh, Boom. Yeah, just like we'll the song, it that. never rains in Southern California. Thanks, Paul. We'll talk soon. <laughs> Cheers, boys. There he is, uh, Eric Francis on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. Using the same secret recipe since 1975. Down in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403-248-3344. Super interesting from the franchise there. Now we just wait with bated breath. Yep. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. Anthony Stewart, NHL and Sportsnet, straight ahead. But right now. Uh-huh. Time to play some impossible flames trivia. Do we? Have, do you have something produced here, Alex? Alex, do you have anything produced? Anything? Oh. Get your thinking cap ready because oh. it's time for George Rusick to deliver huh? today's impossible flames trivia question. You magnificent bastard! Wow! Good job. Look at that. Do you hear that flames cooking in the it's background good. too? And the um, little barrel. Impossible bow, bow. Flames Trivia is brought to you by Veranda, oh, yeah, a friendly a- farm-to-table restaurant featuring craft and spirits, be- craft beer and spirits from in-house VK Brew Company and Burwood Distillery. Veranda. We love it. 2566 Flanders Avenue Southwest. Mm-hmm. And on Instagram at Veranda YYC. All right, here's here's the deal. Yep. I'm going to give you 3 Current or former Flames players that all have something in common. Okay. You have to guess. But today, because we're giving away a $50 gift card and some swag, Uh I'm going to give you some clues. And I'm going to give you some clues during the Anthony Stewart interview as well. And we'll give away the prize at the end of the show. Wow. Look at that. It's all going to come together. Here is your three names. Number one, Jacob Markstrom. Jacob Markstrom. Jacob Markstrom was born January 31st, 1990 in Galv, Sweden. He was drafted by the Florida Panthers in the second round, 31st overall in the 2008 NHL entry draft. Markstrom posted a 2.11 goals against average in 32 games for the AHL's Utica Comets in 2014-2015. You know what I think those numbers are? Snake oil. Okay. Uh, Stop influencing the listeners. Jonas Hiller. Jonas Siller is a Swiss former professional ice hockey goaltender and played in the National Hockey League for the Calgary Flames and Anaheim Ducks, the latter with which began his NHL career with 2007 after going undrafted. Hiller is fluent in English, German, and French. More snake oil. Brian Elliott. <laughs> Brian Elliott current plays, currently plays goaltender for the Tampa Bay Lightning of the National Hockey League. He was drafted by the Ottawa Senators in the ninth round, 294. 291st overall of the 2003 NHL draft, a two-time NHL All-Star in 2012 and 2015. Elliot also played in the NHL for the Senators, Colorado Avalanche, St. Louis Blues, Philadelphia Flyers, and of course, your Calgary Flames. Elliot's father, Bill, is a television director who has worked on numerous Canadian television programs, including the Red Green Show. Oh, well, if they don't find you handsome... They should at least find you handy. All of these three players have something in common. We're playing Impossible Flames Trivia, 960-960. You have to add your name and location to win. Give us the the, the connection between the three. And when Stewie's on, I'm going to give you a clue right after the break. But I'm also going to mix in some clues while Anthony Stewart's 
on the air. It's the big show. We're playing Impossible Flames Trivia I got for it. a $50 I got gift card to VK Brew Company and VK Brew Company Swag. What is it? Uh, it's that they all allowed six goals against the LA Kings on March 21st in different years. Uh, no. Oh. Um, Darn. Good try. All right. 960, 960, name and location. Stewie next, Big Show, Russick and Rose. Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Uh, We're playing Impossible Flames Trivia. Brought to you by Veranda, a friendly farm-to-table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits from in-house vacay brew company and Burwood Distillery, 2566 Flanders Avenue Southwest, and on Instagram at Veranda YYC. I gave you three names. Jacob Markstrom, Jonas Hiller, Brian Elliott. All three goalies have something in common. Here's the first clue before we get to Stewie. What I'm looking for has nothing to do with their number or draft position. Hmm. Okay. Keep I'm going to say in. 960, 960 name and location. I'm going to say that they all like to fish when they are off seasoning in Sweden. Um, that is incorrect, but uh, good try. Keep them Darn. rolling in 960, 960 right now. I really now, thought I had it there. A former national hockey leaguer, a former first round draft pick on the Atlas pizza and sports bar guest hotline, current sports net hockey analyst. We say good morning to Anthony Stewart. Stewie, how are you, pal? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing this morning? And we're good. Thanks for jumping on. Um, Stewie, we've been talking about Troy Stetcher, and it's 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 so Canadian media and fans that we really care about the sixth defenseman on an NHL team. But how tough is it to get to a new team and try to be an impact player and kind of show your guys like, yeah, maybe I maybe I can make a difference and, and get us into the playoffs here. How tough is it what Stetcher's doing for the Flames right now? Well, again, I, I sort of have a little bit of an inside track as I'm now part of an agency. And again, we have a lot of conversations about that. And for him, you know, he's been fighting his whole career and battling against, you know, sort of the notion that he's a smaller defenseman and he can't be impactful. But you can see when he gets the opportunity, what he can do. And again, he plays a heavier game. He can move the puck. And, you know, you saw his goal last night, you know, given the opportunity coming down the slot, he can rip it home. So for him, you know, he's playing, it seems every year he's playing for a job and, you know, for me, I was a player that uh, was in a similar boat where every single year, every single shift and every month you're under evaluation. It's really, really tough to get over the hump. But I think right now, you know, you you see the way that he's playing. You know, he's if you have a couple more choice catchers in your lineup, you're going to have an opportunity to do a little bit better every night. So he's making the most of his opportunity. I'm glad to see him have some success. And um, right now, but the Calgary Flames are sitting four points out and they control their destiny. More performances like that, uh, they might just squeak in. Um, how much do you think uh, Nick Ritchie has to bear the burden of of being such a high draft pick and living up still to those expectations? Where does it get to a point where, like, well, this guy just can be a serviceable NHLer, and he's never going to be that guy who was taken so high in the draft? Uh, I think for a couple of years after, yeah, you want to perform, but at the end of the day, you know, you are who you are. And um, again, he had some success in Arizona. You know, he's a, he's a 15 goal guy. You know, 25, 30 points goes up and down the wing and plays a, a rough and tumble game. And and when you look at teams that are competing for a Stanley Cup, you, you need you need a Richie. And, and 
you know, a, a team that was struggling against the LA Kings the other night, you know, they had to keep it simple and simplify their game going against uh, the, the, the game that they played the other night. He's in front of the net, just tapping on goals. And that's what you need. Every team needs a player like that too. So I think for him, yeah, you'll want to be able to have more success. Everybody wants to score 20 goals every year. If that was the case, I wouldn't be talking to you guys. I'd still be playing, but um, you know, <laughs> after a couple of years, you, you are who you are and you get what you're going to get. So I know it's simplifying that, but I think, um, you know, he's past that point where he's not worried about that. He's worried about getting an opportunity, making the most of it, and performing on a nightly basis. What do you make of back-to-back nights like the Flames have just had? They go into L.A., they get punched in the mouth, they go into Anaheim, they beat a much lesser Anaheim Ducks team. Like, how do you go through the ups and downs of of 48 hours like that when you're trying to make the playoffs and you're trying to get in and and you understand that every point means so much? Well, Again, I think that's sort of been the, the tale of two teams of this Calgary Flames. You know, when they're on, they look they look great. They're moving the puck great. Last last night you saw Toffoli, you know, with his three assists as well, too. He scored against L.A. But, you know, then you go into L.A. and, you know, some of these goals are going in. You're like, how does that even go in here? What's going on? Why is Markstrom laying down looking at the top of the, the building there? <laughs> but, um, again, it, it's, it's tough. It's a tough league. It's tough to be consistent. Uh, but again, you know, one of my many predictions that did not ring true was I had them, you know, being a Stanley Cup contender. So again, for whatever reason, things aren't working, things aren't clicking. Uh, but again, at the end of the day, they do control their destiny. And you're looking at this remaining schedule for the games that they have left. These are winnable games. So if they ended up not making it this year, you got to blame the players because again, some of these games are, are winnable games. So for them, I think they just got to, you know what, whatever happened in the past, Every game, we have to focus on doing what we can to be successful. And I think with them in this lineup, with the veteran guys in the top six and hopefully some goaltending clicking, you know, they get in there, they might be able to surprise uh, one or two teams. Um, Stewie, uh, Flames have the most points in the Western Conference on the road since December, which is very surprising. But they've also struggled big time at home for some reason. Uh, with guys you've played with in and around the league, is it just a different animal to play home games in Canada? Well, you know, when I played back in the gate day, we had some older guys and they couldn't wait to get out of the city just because they wanted to be out of home, right? They were <laughs> worried about getting up early, taking kids to school and all that. So they really look forward to do, to uh, to uh, being on the road. But again, it's, you know, you, you, we sit here when we're trying to do a, a biopsy on this team in the middle of the season. You can't really put your finger on exactly what's going on with this group. Is it the goaltending? Is it uh, the bottom six depth? Is it not playing enough of the young guys? The fence uh, doing well. So I think it's too early to tell what the exact issues are with this group. But, you know, that's, uh, you know, I was, uh, when I was playing, you know, every time I heard that flame go off and you can hear it and you can feel the heat on your face was definitely very, very intimidating. So I don't understand how they don't have a better home record because as a road team coming into Calgary, you knew every single night, like, uh, this is going to be a tough night to go against. You had, uh, Again, you had Richie, uh, you know, going around yapping at you every single night. You had some guys on the back end that were big. So I think for them, they have to find a way to do better at home. But, you know, right now, it's just about getting wins, whether it's uh, at home or on the road. I have a question that's kind of putting my tinfoil hat on. But as you're playing, what could be the most distracting thing that fans could maybe do uh, that would maybe take your focus off of the contest at hand? (laughs) For me, I think it was like the thumbs up because of the sarcastic thumbs up. Like, you're the man. You're the that then bothered the you, really? <laughs> that so, bothered you, really? Out of all the things, <laughs> a sarcastic... And wait, yeah, Stewie, how did you... Sorry, Stewie. I, I got hammered. I'm like scraped up against the glass and I'm getting up and I just see a, a lady in the front row just giving me a thumbs up. <laughs> 
So the thumbs up, that's, you don't want the sarc- that sarcastic thumbs up because you're thinking like, maybe I did do something right, but then you see your mustache on the, on the, on the glass and you're like, okay, sure be for sure. <laughs> How did you determine if it was sarcastic enough? Because maybe sometimes it's like, hey, thumbs up for getting up after you got smoked. Well, if I'm on the road, like chances are it's it's mostly negative. But uh, again, I was very self-conscious being on the fourth line. Maybe it's I just got out there for the first time in 12 minutes and you're getting the thumbs up. So I think that uh, the thumbs up was uh, very, very debilitating for my for my ego, for sure. <laughs> what, what What's the best chirp a fan told you on the road that you can share with us? The uh, so one... I don't know. I'm just trying to think. I remember being on the bench. I think I was playing against Columbus and, you know, I'm sitting there trying to act all tough. No, I was actually against Atlanta when I was with uh, Florida and I'm looking all tough because we're playing against Atlanta Thrashers. And then I got Eric Bolton on the bench looking at me, Stuart, what's wrong with your face? Did your cat die? So I'm here and there's Eric all tough and I'm like, and then I start smiling. Like, that's it. Smile. <laughs> so fans, it's tough that you really drown the fans out. You really drown the fans out. But, uh, I'm just trying to think, you know, I think it was in Kingston uh, when I was drafted first round. Um, I think it was my own home crowd yelling NHL, and it wasn't in a positive. They were like, you're just waiting again. <laughs> oh, my oh, goodness. No. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, I wanted to ask you, and this just popped into my head. We had Luke Gazdick on the show a, a week or two ago, and he was talking about this most terrifying moment as a hockey player is when everyone's watching you and the puck is coming towards you and for whatever reason, you don't have a stick and you realize that you're going to have to kick this thing to make a play. Would you agree or is there a more terrifying moment to be on the ice? Well, I think for me, the most terrifying was our first road trip up to Owen Sound because they used to prank the rookies saying, hey, in Owen Sound, there's a heavyweight champ. His name's, uh, his name's Casey Jones and he's so big. he can't. The guy from the, the Ninja Turtles? Exactly. So that was the kicker. So you're sitting there worried about Casey Jones, thinking that he's, he's too big to fit on the bus, so he only plays home games. And every first period, first if he comes up the first round draft pick. So here I am now, getting nervous for Casey Jones. So here I am in warm up, looking around. There's no Jones out there. They're like, yeah, Casey Jones is the guy from Ninja Turtles, you idiot. <laughs> I, I would have helped you so out that's there. A little bit more intimidating. That's a little bit more intimidating having no stick out there. That's a fact. <laughs> I, I would have helped you out there. Uh, Anthony Stewart, um, former NHLer, uh, NHL on Sportsnet, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Uh, big show, Wrestling and Rose. Real quick, another uh, hint from possible Flames trivia. Uh, sure, yeah. Jacob Marstrom, Jonas Hiller, Brian Elliott. I, I gave you the first hint. Uh, what I'm looking for has nothing to do with their number or draft position. Here's a big clue. Sure. It's related to a specific time of year. Oh. 960, 960, name and location. They um, all... No, no, don't guess. Oh. Let the, let the listeners oh, guess. okay. Let them guess. Sorry. Um, Stewie, can the Jets uh, crash and burn here? See what I did there? Can they crash and burn here and miss the playoffs, no maybe? Woo. You know, the one team that I'm worried about, and again, this is one of my few predictions. I said every year the Nashville Predators make a run and they, they find a way to get in. So I know they trade away all those assets and, you know, they've lost, uh, you know, three of their last five games, but they have points in three as well. Uh, but they're, they're, you know, they're sitting out, they're in the mix too. They're in the mix. So I would not be surprised if, if Winnipeg falters a little bit, because I'm always worried about this time of year with the volume of shots and the work that Connor Hellebuck is getting. And, you know, last game, he looked a little, a little bit, uh, uh, you know, gassed, uh, gassed a little bit there, but for Winnipeg, 
high expectations, high expectations, but I, I really think Calgary is the team that really gets in. I, I just see they have too much talent, too much veteran leadership, and I think they find a way to put all that noise uh, to the back of the room and find a way to get in. But those Nashville Predators, I said every single year they find a way. So, uh, you know, Calgary hopefully turning things around. Nashville, coupled with Nashville playing some good hockey, I would not be surprised to see Winnipeg on the outside looking in. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on a Calgary radio station. Okay, I like it. All right, Stewie, so we're like 10 games away from the postseason. They're starting to see some playoff matchups that are aligning, like the Maple Leafs and the Lightning, maybe the Devils and the Rangers. What's on your uh, your wish list as far as first-round playoff matchups for this uh, this season? Ooh. I'm interested to see who Colorado ends up playing, right? Mm. And they're probably going to be in the five or six hold, but I know they're they're pushing uh, for the for the top of the conference. But whoever ends up ends up dropping or uh, ending up pay, playing Colorado, there's going to be a top team that's going to be out uh, in the first round here. So I would not be so if I'm now one of these teams now if I'm a, a Vegas or a LA, am I now jockeying saying do we need to throw a game here? I know that doesn't happen. You don't tank mid season, of course. You know, do we need to be watching the schedule and saying, hey, do we need one point instead of two or zero instead of two? Because we don't want to play this Colorado Avalanche team. So the jockeying for position at Western Conference, I think, is going to be really, really interesting because I want to see, uh, you know, who, who Colorado ends up playing for sure. So, again, if I'm a Minnesota or a Dallas, I'm like, ah, uh, no thank you. Stu, <laughs> um, so what's Echo meant to the Oilers since he's gotten there? Well, he loves to go bar down yeah. from 12 12- Twelve inches from yeah. beyond the crease. A little half clapper. Yeah. Yeah. No, but what I like, and the main thing is when they made that trade, it alleviated some of the pressure from Darnell Nurse. And I heard all the noise about, oh, he's not playing well. Well, when you're playing, you know, 39 minutes a night, you're going to be a little bit tired and be prone to making mistakes. So for him to come in now, I think what that did was, you know, manage Nurse's minutes the other night. And you saw the OT winner. He looks less tired up there. And some of those mistakes he's making, it's just because. You know, you're going through an 82-game regular season of the season, and you're playing 23, 24, 25 minutes. It's tough. It's tough. So for him to come in there, stabilize the blue line, you know, he's already got the playoff beard as well. Uh, but he's a really, really big. I think he's going to be probably one of the key additions uh, from the trade deadline. Man, it's been so much fun to watch them kind of fly up with Connor McDavid and doing all that type of jazz. It's been great to see for everybody. But who is going to win the Pacific Division? Is it going to be Vegas, L.A., or do you think Edmonton has a chance at this? Ooh. Ooh. Um, Vegas. I think Vegas, they've been Mm. consistent. You know, there's been some questioning about the goaltending and Jonathan Quick, but I'm going to see him now. You know, on a revenge tour, I can see him really stealing a series or two in Vegas. I think they've been the most consistent uh, out of the the group in, in that uh, division there. So I'm, I'm going to Vegas Golden Knights. I, I like that. Uh, I like you, Anthony Stewart, NHL on oh, Sportsnet. Geez. First round pick. <laughs> Always great stuff. Um, Stewie, terrific job today. We'll catch up with you soon, pal. Thanks for this. And just keep your eye out for Casey Jones today, okay? Watch out for Casey Jones, kids. He'll get yeah. you. He'll get you. Yeah, he'll wears a hockey mask, too, as I recall, from the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Thanks, pal. <laughs> Talk to you soon. There he goes. Anthony Stewart from the NHL on Sportsnet, uh, brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. Using the same secret recipe since 1975, down in that 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Take out or delivery at 403 3344. Got about four minutes to go here. We're playing Impossible Flames Trivia. This is a big, big, big hint I'm about to give you. Okay, I'm um, ready. These three goaltenders all have something in common. Jacob Marstrom, Jonas Hiller, Brian Elliott. 
I gave you uh, the first hint. Mm-hmm. What I'm looking for has nothing to do with their number or draft position. Okay. It's related to a specific time of year. Okay. And now it's all tied into it's all tied into a holiday that wearing green is the way to go. Oh, okay. They're all Irish. Um, Jacob Markstrom? Jonas Hiller? 960, 960, <laughs> name and location. It all has something to do with a recent holiday where green is the way to go. 960, 960, name and location. What we're giving away right now they is can a They all 50, drink me under the table. Um, born on the 17th, Jamie and Calgary. No. Uh, we have a $50 gift card to VK Brew Company and some VK Brew Company swag. Right now, we're giving it away. Um, thank you to the texter. They all have, yeah, probably. I can't good. confirm nor deny that. They all have sons named Patrick. No, Adam and Cranston. No, I, that's not Jacob's son's name is not Patrick. Um, it all has to do with a specific holiday where green is the way to go. And shamrocks are involved. They're all lucky. Um, Dave and Red Deer, their spouses are all married to ladies with their birthdays on St. Patrick's Day. No, it's not that difficult. Mm. They all have green eyes, James and Calgary. No, that's a good one. That's their a good middle guess. name is Patrick Trent. No, that would be uh, they all join the flames on March 17th. No, no, they all share birthdays on St. Patrick's Day from Grant. No, oh, wait a minute. We might Do have, we a have winner. it. Hold on, hold on. Come on, tell me. I'm dying for it right now. Where, where did I? They, no, they all share birthdays on St. Patrick's Day. They all join the flames. Wait, they all have a lucky charm on their helmets. Jordan, no. They all got traded on St. Patrick's Day from Jeff. No. Nope. They're all undefeated on March 17th in flames colors from Brennan. Ooh, Brennan, that's close. That's close. They all won on March 17th in the Calgary uniform. That's close. They all had all sh- shamrocks on their masks. No, they all had. They all had a shutout on St. Patty's Day. No, they all won on St. Patrick's Day. Never lost. Close. They all got married on the same day. No, they all lost on St. Patty's Day. Nope. They all have shutouts. Nope. They, they all lost. got pulled on St. Patty's Day. It's even simpler. They all played on St. Patty's Day this year. That could be it. No, not this year. <laughs> oh wait. They all got. They all played. Uh, they all got stop. their first wins on March seventeenth. No, no. Nope. Keep them coming in. Nine sixty nine. We're so close. This is a hard. Like, I don't have a guest till nine thirty. Maddie's got like the. I am. He's got like the metal detector, and he's really close. They all started for the Flames. No. They all. Oh wait, Doug from Riverbend. Doug they played on St. Patty's Day 2019. Uh, that's uh, that's really close, Doug. They all won in St. Patty's Day 2019? No. no. They all lost How? on St. Patty's Day 2019? No. I don't know. When was the last time Jonas Hiller played? I'm going to give you another clue. Okay, please. Come on. I can do this. This one Come is... Come on. No, but I, I don't want you to get it. I, I want know, the listeners to get it. My guesses have been just terrible, but okay. Um, It's all Flames related. Okay. Like, it's not okay. playing for different teams. Very simple. And it's the it's not shutouts on St. Patrick's Day. Nope. They all played a home game at the Saddle Dome on St. Patty's Day with the Flames. 
Um, no. They all played St. Patrick's Day against the Leafs. No. Um, they all they all smashed a goalie stick on St. Patty's Day. Sean, at work. That's a great one. Did they all get an assist in the St. Patty's Day game? Um, I think the closest one right now is. Oh man, there's flying in. It's hard for me to keep it, track. It's hard to keep. An I know idea there's so many texts coming in right now. Um, no, not it's nothing with the shamrock on their helmet. Oh, here we go. Ruben in Calgary. They all played on St. Patrick's Day, which is half right. I just need you to finish the rest of that. They all played on St. Patrick's Day. They all played Day on St. Patrick's Day. Against a particular team? At home? No. <laughs> Here it is. Dustin Calgary. Yep. All right. They all finally. played on March 17th at some point in Calgary. Uh, that's so close. That's We're almost <laughs> there. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm gonna give you the answer, okay? Because you're always you're all so close. The first person who texts this is going to win. Oh my goodness! Unless it's Mike, that guy who keeps winning everything on every other radio station. Yeah, McQueen, cut you're, it you're out. You're banned. Okay, um, I'm gonna give you the dates, and we're gonna give away a prize. Seven three loss to the Oilers in 2021. Jacob Markstrom allowed seven goals on 30 shots. Oh God. 3-1 win over the Stars in 2017. Brian Elliott allowed one goal on 25 shots. 4-0 loss to the Blues in 2015. Jonas Hillary allowed three goals on 25 shots. They all lost on St. Paddy's Day? You're not listening. What? One guy won, two guys lost. Oh. Even oversimplify it. The answer is, they're the last three goaltenders to oh. play for the Flames on St. Patrick's Day. Of course. The last three. Quickly, the first one who texts that, is going to win. We got a winner. No, well, where? The first one. No, it's he did not get a decision. Last three, they played all on St. No, never mind. Uh, the last three played on St. Patrick's Day for the Flames. Brian, congratulations. Oh, you won. Go, Incredible stuff. Yeah. Again, it's impossible. It's very hard. Very well done. Oh, very we got well a crafted. I'm sick of you saying no. Well, sorry. It's impossible Flames trivia. Well, you guys got to get it right then. It's How not about that? super simple Flames trivia. It's called impossible Flames trivia. That's why we're giving out such a good... Prize. Uh, con- congratulations to Brian. Uh, you won um, Impossible Flames Trivia brought to you by Veranda, a friendly farm-to-table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits from in-house vacay brew company and Burwood Distillery. 2566 Flanders Avenue Southwest and on Instagram at Veranda YYC. Congratulations. You won a $50 gift card and some swag from vacay brew company. That's a pretty sweet prize. We'll do this again next week. Yeah, we will. Good work, George. Great research. And top of the morning to ya. That's, that's a great way to end the show. If there's a way I could stab you with my pen right now, I would. <laughs> All right, we're super late. Bye. Uh, no, wait. Al, uh, Patrick, what? what do you got in Mucho Big Show? Got Randy Janda uh, from uh, Sportsnet 650. Canucks had a game last night. Big one. There's their telethon game. Want to do some NHL chat as well with okay. uh, with old Randy. Yeah, ask him how great it is to notch up all those wins and get further away from right? Connor Bedard. Exactly. The fan base must be Canucks. thriving right they now. They can still get it. We did the lottery today. Hey, Capitals yeah, won it. So win they were the 10th no. seed, George. Okay. 3% odds. Okay. Uh, you know, if you had 100 ping pong balls <laughs> and three in a three of them bowl, were blue. And three of them were blue. <laughs> You'd have a Canucks first round. First overall I think pick. it's time to cut Matty Bye. Rose's mic. <laughs> That's it for us. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye.